0: I'm so excited and glad you could join us and say thanks to all of our followers and friends. I have an amazing guest on this week, and he's a very good friend of mine, and you're going to be really excited when you hear what he has to say and how much our hearts are alike. It's Jeremy Lopez of Identity Network. Hey, Jeremy, welcome.
1: Hey, Doug. It's great to be with you guys today.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're with Identity Network. Where are you located?
1: Well, we're in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh I tell you it's amazing because we're able to really send the prophetic word to the nations of the earth through internet and uh watching God move through it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Now I follow your prophetic words and you know, you post some of mine online and, and you know, we've been kinda of running the same streams for some time now.
1: So what you know, tell us a little more about yourself. Sure, absolutely. Well, when you look at your age and you think, my goodness, I've been in ministry for 30 years, you know, it's sort of – you realize how old you're getting. But actually I've been in ministry, prophetic ministry for 30 years. Um, uh, gosh, I've been an assistant pastor, traveled the nations, uh, written 27 books so far. Uh, have several courses out. And, and and tell you, Doug, one thing that I believe really I love that God's given me is this amazing ability to help people to sort of process what God's telling them. And so that's that's why I love this ministry so much, because it's able to help people. And so I basically travel the world and help people to understand God's thoughts toward them. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I just owe it to you helping me get started years ago in prophetic life coaching. And, you know, Mm because using the prophetic gifts, I just want you guys to know something. Jeremy and I have been traveling uh, and ministering together for a number of years, and we have both gone behind the scenes in the Hollywood and the music industry, and we've been involved in giving prophetic words, and we can't tell anybody; they won't invite us back. But it's it's a blast. So, you you have you have a very similar heart as mine, Jeremy.
1: Uh, you know, Doug. I tell you, for all the listeners, I mean, all the years I've known you, it is you've got an amazing heart, and that's really what attracts us to each other. Is that pressures like faith, you know? And I've always been attracted to people who have the heart of Christ, and that's what we have to have today, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what I'm really excited about is that you know you have a website, Identity Network, right? Is it IdentityNetwork.com? dot com dot com dot dot org? Okay, and that you get prophetic words out there, and that you yourself give out. You know, you have the opportunity to give prophetic words to people, and I just want people to know. And I'm not just saying this because he's on here and he's my friend. <laughs> I am. I am serious when I say Jeremy Lopez is hands down the most accurate. Personal prophetic word prophet that I know.
1: Oh man, and, I appreciate that.
0: I mean, I, I you blow me away at times.
1: <laughs> hey, I tell you the truth, God blows me away. I think so, I've, I've found myself saying things before to people, and I'm thinking to myself, "Did I just say that?" You know, I mean. So I, I, I think God is just amazing speaking through us. Period.
0: That's right. I love your humility too, and uh, I've learned so much from you. You know about. Uh, activating your prophetic words and things like that. And, and that's how we, we
1: both are prophetic coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you will tell you something. You mentioned something about the whole, um, you know, attracting and life coaching and, and creating and these different things of prophetic words. You know, Doug, one of the main things I think that we are missing, to, in my opinion, in the body of Christ is learning how to, as we say, activate, learning how to really connect the dots together with what God's saying to us. And I think all of our listeners would probably agree when we say we've all heard from the Lord personally in our prayer closets. You know, we've heard from the Lord. We've heard we've had prophetic words and meetings, but it's like they still distance themselves from that word and from that thought of God. And that's one thing that God, I feel like, has really blessed this ministry with, is have to connect the dots and basically marinate, but also marry that very thing of the thought that God has towards them.
0: Yeah. So once you get a prophetic word, you can get an accurate word from God. The next step then would be to how do you activate or make it become real? Some people don't understand that language to activate it, but, you know, is basically making it become, you know, something active and living in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you think about from the word distraction, I le- and here's what I'm going to talk about just for a moment when it deals with prophetic words. We think for a moment that we have to find ourselves basically doing the works of, okay, I've got to get everything you know set in motion. I've got to get everything you know uh, the way it should be in order for God's word to be able to, to, to manifest in my reality. But the truth of the matter is, if you think about it, Doug, distraction is what Jesus told Martha in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. he basically said, quote unquote, you're worried and upset by many things, but only one thing is needed. And and I began to do a word study on that and found out that what he was talking about is, Martha, you're distracted by all the serving that you think needs to be done. And that's really where we come to in prophetic words is we find ourselves distracted as opposed to moving like Mary and focusing with an intention on what we call the prophetic word or on the Christ you know, uh, that, that's before us and what he wants to say to us. And so that's really I think the main thing that we have to be able to do with people is even before activating them is – Try to drive out the the serving everything, having to get everything in motion and everything, you know, set into motion. And if you think about it, it's a religious order. It's a religious pattern that tells us I've got to clean myself up before God can do something with me. And yet the whole time we find ourselves so distracted by works and legalism that we don't realize that what we have to do is focus on the author and finisher of our faith, or focus on the actual, uh, you know, the int- have the right, correct intention for what God has just said over our lives. And so it's more or less basically learning to be like Mary with the intention of focusing on, for lack of better words, not just Christ, but the prophetic word, as opposed to having to get everything in motion and everything set into order. And we lose the authenticity that way. We lose being captivated by the very voice that God just spoke to us and, and, and the mission he has for us. And I think that's really what we're trying to get to is I want to learn to have an intention of being captivated again by the fact that God just spoke to me. Now what? And that's the first rule of thumb in the kingdom is really coming to the place of being captivated again. And you know what's really great? I have to tell you this this is you got your listeners will love this. The word when you're dealing with captivate, it actually means this in the in the dictionary. It means to attract and hold the attention or interest of. And so you're even talking about here in the Webster's Dictionary by the power of captive, captivation, of being captivated, is to attract. So if I'm captivated by the very notion that God spoke to me, if I'm captivated by what God said to me, and I humble myself before the mighty hand of God, then I'm learning – that's the first state of being, of learning to attract into my life the very essence of what God said to me.
0: Wow. Now, you that, know that, you're so, That's Mary. It is. I just want to throw, you know, jump in here really quick. So about faith, this is really what you're saying. This is the it essence is. of faith, right?
1: It is. It really is. You know, we, we we hear a lot. You know, I was raised in the word of faith movement, which I so thank God for. It's It brought so much, even through the pendulum swing of the extremities, it brought so much uh, balance in my life and taught me that, you know, faith is the substance of things that we're hoping for. But, you know, if you stop and think about that, Doug. You think about the fact that if faith is a substance of things hoping for, I remember reading that verse one time and God stopping me and he says, as much as I, I know that I want you to hope for, imagine how much I hope that you get this. In other words, if we say faith is a substance of things hoped for and God's saying, that's right, I'm hoping you'll get it as well as you're hoping you know, for, for the things I want to tell you. So faith is a substance of things hoped for, but it's, as you know, it's the evidence of things not seen. And that's really where I think we've got to be able to pull it into being at that moment to realize it is faith that moves the mountains. It is faith to believe that something can appear in my life that, that at the current moment doesn't exist. It's faith to believe that God says I could be the owner of a business when I've never in my life been to school. You know, it, It's faith that tells us these things that really unlocks the door of the supernatural – and then God begins to say, now, where's your attention? Focus on what I told you. And it's that same thing of a cow. This is going to sound a little bad to the listeners, but it's like the cow chewing its cud. I remember when I was 16 years old and, and hearing my old pastor telling you know, the church, you know, the cow that chews its cud, he swallows it and he spits it back up and he chews on it again. And the whole time I'm thinking… Oh, man, you're trying to tell me that's like God. But what he was saying was that's what we're that's what we're supposed to do is marinate or chew on the very thing that God tells us to focus on is continuing to chew on it, swallow it, chew on it more until you actually are able to consume the whole thing and become that thing.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. So I guess what you're saying then is there's some spiritual principles or spiritual laws that take place.
1: There are. There are. And, you know, if you study even science, I know a lot of times I – with all of my partners and subscribers and, and clients in life coaching, I like to be able to sort of start them off on a one on one of science to let them know that you know science and spirituality actually go hand in hand. It's not an enemy of you know in the very beginning of church, science and and religion actually were befriending one another. They found a lot of truths there, and now I think it's time we get back to the fact that God is bringing us back to the place that everything's energy, everything's light. You know, God backs up his word that he's in all things. I think it's in Colossians. And so that's sort of the first stage of 101 in science and spirituality that I like to bring people to to say, now imagine the power of God's word. Imagine that's that as, an, as, a, as a vibration, as an energy, as a light coming that God sent down to you through maybe a prophet of God or maybe spoke to you personally. And now that energy wants you to connect with that vibration wants you to connect with it. And so it's that like attracts like it's the it's the faith of God working in us to say, I've got to connect myself and plug myself into the God's kingdom. It's the same principle as the woman with the issue of blood, you know, saying within herself, coming into full agreement within inside of herself that if I reach up and touch that hem of his garment, I'm going to get what I'm asking for. Wow, Yeah, because the
0: power left him. Right. He felt
1: the power leave him. Exactly. Exactly. And that really, if you think about it from a scientific point of view, what if that was a vibration? She had to get into the vibration of the anointing of the king of kings and lord of lords. Yeah. And when she did, guess what? It's that like attracts like. She began to get the very thing she asked for. She got that thing, and like you just said, that anointing left his body and, and basically came into her because it was at an attraction of, of getting into the mind of Christ – and lining up in the way that God wants us to line up right. and now, seeing that prophetic word.
0: I just want to jump in and say this because I know some people kind of cringe when they start hearing us talk about, yeah. you know, these things sound New Age all of a sudden. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. The New Age stole this from us. Exactly. And we are redeeming this back. Quantum physics is the study of creation. Yep. And uh, I had a, a guy on my board for a number of years who was associate dean, and he was a scientist. He was a physics guy, and mm-hmm. he was so helpful for me to understand this, and you, Jeremy, where we started to understand these things, that the New Age stole this stuff, but God is the creator of all things. And we're, we're just using this language, but really, it, it, we're, we're talking about Jesus Christ here and the, the power Amen. of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. We really are. And you know, the main thing that I like to tell people is, don't get hung up on terminology. If you think about it, it's the power behind the terminology. It's the it's the power of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. It's the, you know, when you're dealing with the fact of, we could say law of attraction, or we could say vibration or frequency. And if you think about it, it's the person who actually. Understands the fullness of that uh, of what God created that to be in the universe, and understand the fact that vibration is what God created everything in the universe to 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 be on, in that vibration frequency uh, level. And if you think about it from the standpoint of the Bible saying, even the rocks will cry out. You know, um, you know, if we don't praise him, that shows that everything is vibrational. You know, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Well, everything is shaking. That's vibration. And so everything really, really aligns with that of the kingdom of God and the word. And so I like to say it. Hey, you know what? We're taken back with the enemy tried to steal from us because we know a God who created everything to be vibrational. We created, you know, we see that God created everything to be energetic and knowing that he says, you know, Jesus said, you know, we are the light, you know, uh, upon a hill that can't can't be shaken. Well, that light is energy slowed into matter. And so we understand that principle that it's all biblical. And so it's time that we take back what was what was robbed and stolen from us.
0: Absolutely. And as long as we do this using the Bible as our basis, yes. using the Holy Spirit and using Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the power of the Lord, we can do this safely.
1: Amen. Amen. Because Jesus has to be the center. I mean, that's the reason why we live, we move, we have our being. It's it's in him we do these things. And that's where, you know, if we begin to understand that first priority is being in him, second priority is understanding now what is in him doing in, through me. And what am I doing in in through him? And then we understand then it's that actionary process. Okay, I'm in him, but there's got to be something moving and in, 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 in happening. So there's got to be the energetic flow of of really faith that works is dead, is now putting my faith to to action and seeing what God wants for us in our lives. And that's really what the same thing is, as really the vibration, the frequency, getting in God's perfect will, understanding what that looks like. And uh, so that's really, I think, the whole key thing, Doug, of – the the Genesis effect, as we can call it the beginning stages, the alpha stages of the prophetic word is really understanding what do I need to do first? You know, what does God require of me to do? And then what is God's partner prophetic word?
0: Yeah, that's great. You know what? You know, I just thought of something. You're you're actually part of my healing with this. And you know, I've <laughs> I've gotten so much healing. I just want to jump in <laughs> here because People might not understand this. You might might start getting turned off by our our language or whatever. Listen to me, I was so sick. I am now. I am healed in the name of Jesus. And yes. I remember just last September, maybe it was uh, October. I was still very sick, and people were telling me what demons to drive out and all this stuff. You know, people <laughs> were telling me what to eat and what kind of oils to put on and all. Which is all great, but uh, I got Jeremy on the phone, and he said to me these words that you listen. You need to now set yourself up so that you're going towards where God is calling you. And mm. uh, you said something like that. And it's about yeah. my positioning myself. I yeah. I got in the car, I drove, and I, <laughs> I bought a suitcase as if I was going to go home. Uh, because mm. I was at this place where I was getting healing. And I began to position. I bought clothes. Even though the clothes I was wearing was burning me because of the thing I had wrong with me. And you you helped me so much, Jeremy. And it, I tell you, it was within oh. three weeks I got a breakthrough with by this wow. one. Wow.
1: Praise God. God is so good. You know, Doug, I, I tell you, in, on, even what you just mentioned – I think a lot of times in my life, coaching sessions when we're dealing with, you know, God prophesied this to me, God prophesied that to me, but yet the enemy is attacking me. One of the things I have really come to to the realization in my life through my experience and through really reading the Word of God is understanding the old saying of what you focus on, you know, you become. What you focus on, you attract, you know, what you focus on, you manifest. And, And the Bible had it right you know thousands of years ago you know this is all not new terminology it's all in the bible where he says you know as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and so here's the reality of our lives is we can understand the difference when the enemy is truly attacking us and then knowing the difference between that as opposed to wait a minute am i attracting this to myself because my mind hasn't been renewed to the Christ mind to really understand what I focus on, I'm attracting. I, I remember so many people in my sessions of life coaching where I dealt with this one lady a couple years ago where she was constantly under attack all the time, like constantly for I'm talking five years. And, and I began to carry her through a series in a, a season of, of shifting the mindset, getting the mind of Christ, re examining what she's focusing on. Within three weeks, there was no more warfare. Her her life had been restored with the, with the lord in fact god restored her family back because i told her i said we have to be able to understand if god calls those things to be not as though they were it's it's what we focus on is the most important thing in our in our lives because our reality is going to manifest exactly what we're thinking out of if we're thinking out of a sin conscious mind or a uh, you know or a demon mindset versus the christ mind who says that everything praise god is under our feet you know that the battle is no longer ours; the battle is His. It's those type of things we have to learn to process to say, "Am I under an attack, which happens to us as Christians, or am I doing something maybe in my thought process that possibly the God's already dealt with and taken care of?" Now I got to restructure and refocus and examine how Christ would see the situation. You know, the old saying is true for me, and that is. If you learn you know, what you focus on, you become, but what you focus on in the sense of empowering, sometimes you just need to starve some stuff. You know, The enemy loves our attention. If we starve him and turn away, then we know what we starve dies. And it's that thing of shifting our focus on the author and finisher of our faith. It's the same principle as looking up and knowing our redemption is, is drawing nigh.
0: That is so good. Listen to everybody that like forming a new habit. It takes at least three weeks, right? Some it may yeah. take some time. But when you focus back on the Lord and the cross of Christ, and I'm not saying we don't need deliverance and there's a there's a time and place for it. Exactly. But exactly. We you don't want to live in the delivery room. You know, we want to get out and do the things of the Lord. I love this. Amen. I love it. I love it.
1: You know, there's one delivery room we want to live into, and that is the delivery of birthing forth God's plan in our lives. Come Amen. on. <laughs> That's where I want to live. That's the only delivery room I want to be in. You know, Doug, on, uh, on, this, on this note of what we're talking about, here's a saying that I feel like God put in my heart last year. If you're getting it, you're vibrating it. And if you think about that, if you're getting it, you're vibrating it. And all that means is if you're getting the revelation of God, if your eyes have been anointed with eye salve, like the book of Revelation says that you can see, if you have the revelation of the Father of what has just been presented to you in your life, then you're going to vibrate that. You're going to, in other words, you are on the right road, buddy. You are on, you're on the path with, that gets brighter and brighter, you know, like the Bible says. And that's really the idea of you know, of, well, am I getting it or am I not getting it? Do I understand the prophetic word or do I not understand it? If you don't really come into a place of really getting it and saying, now I've grabbed a hold that God has hope and a bright future for me, that unlocks right there, that unlocks us to say, you're on the path of righteousness for his name's sake, you know, and that's going to get brighter and brighter and, and illuminated more with his revelation. So it's the idea of getting what God says. And when you get it, Ah, I mean, all, all things become so possible for us.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So, what you're saying is, you know, that we can actually create a, an environment that's going to start to charge this stuff up in us.
1: Absolutely. And you know, Doug, you're you are known for the power of activation. I mean, it's funny between all of our clients and and friends. You know, I'm like, okay, you you want activation? I can do it. But no, let me tell you something. Go to go to Doug Addison. You know, because. He, he has got that anointing to break the yokes in those areas. And, and the thing that I really love about that is understanding that we have to learn to be activated. We have to learn to be able to know that God has charged us up and that no matter what he tells us, we are already equipped to take it on. You know, it, In fact, I, I talked to a gentleman a while back, and he said, does that mean I'm ready to take on the battle? Uh, you know when God speaks uh, a word of the Lord in my life, I said true, but here 's what I would say: take your focus on off the battling part of it and put it this way, knowing the battles He is, I would say you 're ready now to manifest." You're ready now to shift your environment. You're ready now to change your reality. You're ready now to to make thy kingdom come, which is changing the atmosphere and recreating what the enemy tried to manifest in your, in your life, recreating it by allowing the kingdom to come and let God's will be done. And that unlocks everything right there. So it is really a shifting of focus and a shifting in consciousness or the mind basically is what we're saying when we say consciousness to be able to – Grab the mind of Christ and say, this environment in my home is not not supposed to be this way. I'm going to speak the word of the Lord into my environment according to the prophetic word God spoke to me, according to what the Bible said to me, and I can reshift this. But in order for me to reshift my environment, I have to also rethink, and I have to think the thoughts of what it needs to look like according to God's pattern and will for my life. Because if you try to do something without thinking it and having the renewed mind, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, this is powerful. So basically, that's transforming our thinking. You know, transforming it our minds. The Apostle Paul says, "Right." I just heard someone last week; it just cracked me up. She said, "You know that we're suffering from is a bunch of BS, bad belief <laughs> systems." Oh, uh, you know it is, and we get so much of that—the religious teachings and things like that. You know, and yeah. and um, I, I, that's why I love your ministry. I love your message. Why don't you just tell us more about it?
1: Sure, absolutely. We'll, uh, we're continuing you know, pretty much what we're talking about. There's something that God put in my heart a while back, and I think this will help people because I know sometimes if you're like me, it's hard when you're raised in a religious environment and you're raised in, the, in a religious a traditional zone that keeps you at a place where in order to truly be humble, you have to consider yourself to be the lowliest of the scum of the earth. And I think that's really what religion keeps us and binds us to. But knowing that as sons of God, that we are called to mimic the, the sun. We're called to actually, you know, uh, be the carbon copy of the original and do exactly what he says. And yet when he says, you know, greater work shall you do, that's a place where it's body, soul, and spirit. That means greater works I can do in all realms of my life. And so, nothing is too impossible for me. And so here's what I tell people is it's time for us to not be facers of reality, but be creators of reality, because you're not called to face your reality. If you're sick in body, you don't face it. Well, that's just reality. You need to learn to face it. No, you're not called to face reality. You're called to create reality. And so if God says, by my stripes you are healed, God said, you know, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are the healed of the Lord. Let the redeemed say so. Then we got to start saying so. And in order for us to say so, we have to bring the power of, of declaration in by what? By creating the reality of not some, you know, hocus pocus that we've never seen or heard of, but that in which we know that the the painter the the architectural design the artist in us called Christ sees it and that's why everyone has to be prophetic because everyone is prophetic and when you call upon that that voice in you as you know of Christ to say, you know what God I need my, my world to change I need this I need this to change I need to bring something forth that you already see about me that's already in me to do it and so instead of facing it I'm going to recreate it and that's what the kingdom of God requires us to do of manifesting the wisdom of God in our lives and in the earth is just basically recreating the reality to set up a place where people can come into our sphere of influence, which is which means Metron, into the environment in which God has, has gracefully given to us to, to make it you know, conducive for the anointing. So when they come in our environment, automatically, bam, they're going to be changed. In a moment, a twinkle of an eye because we've already allowed the presence of God to be here to help co-create with him a, 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 a an atmosphere that will welcome people to come on in and drink from the living fountain within us. And one of the things also that I want to really bring to people is you know when we say impossible and I want us to focus on the word impossible for a moment not that I ne- normally would tell people to focus on a negative word but in- when we look at the word impossible if you t- if you break it down the only thing that's missing or that that is before possible is the i am in other words the i am and so what makes something possible is when you take the i am you know, or the I'm before it. In other words, incorporating God within you to know that you can do all things through Christ. And so that's why people have to understand that when we say, I got to, you know, I got to recreate my environment, I got to recreate like, you know, like Jeremy and Doug say, and and I got to shift the atmosphere. Well, the only way to do that is not on your own works and not not on your own uh, mind and not on your own, you know, um, way of thinking through education or whatever. But in order to make something possible, you have to take the I'm or the I am of God and put him first. The only thing that makes things possible is the I am. And that, that way we understand that he is the creator and we're the co-creator. And the only thing that makes it possible is putting the I am that I am right before the, 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 the possible. And then all things are going to be able to be changed in your life. And so that sort of helps people to see how, oh, I can do this. Well, hold on a minute. You can, but God can do it greater. And when you work together as a team with God, then the I am makes it possible for you. And uh, you know another thing also I want people to really think about when you're dealing with this is understanding what we call the science of deliberate creation. I love this, the science of deliberate creation. And what this says basically is there is a deliberate – in other words, you are deliberately doing something. Which means all humanity, especially those that are born-again, blood-bought, Holy Ghost people of God, we of all people actually need to awaken to that reality that there is a deliberation. There's a deliberate, deliberate mentality that you need to have, and that is that you've got to deliberately create it. It's not just going to happen. You've got to deliberate, deliberately do it. And that's why God wants us to be able to put that that – not work before it, but the actionary process of faith to say – you know what, God really, I got to do that. I got to change this. I, I got to really make my life the, conducive to what God said, in, you know, about me and, 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 and the lifestyle God has for me as far as the destiny, the career, the family, the husband, the wife, the children. I've got to deliberately do this. And how I tell people in life coaching, when we're talking about the science of deliberate creation, is I say, you know, I talk to so many young ladies who always say, man, I've been praying for a husband. I've been wanting a husband for so long. And this is where, and it sort of gets them excited, but it's sort of, you know, know, uh, at first sort of disappoints them because I say, okay, you want to hear the word of the Lord? And they're like, yes, I want to hear the word of the Lord on, on how to get a spouse. And I said, okay, are you ready? The Bible says he who finds a wife, finds a good thing. And they're like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. I said, because if you think about it, I said, it's all great because it forces us to deliberately, deliberately start creating what it is that we want that we know God's promised us. And what that means is this. The Bible says draw near to him, and you'll draw near to us. So we can't expect God to do everything for us when he says, ah, first rule of thumb, you got to draw near to me. You draw near to me, and you put some action behind that, and you show me that you are hungering and you're thirsting after righteousness, and then I'm going to come down. I'm going to fill you full. In fact, I'm not just going to fill you full. I'm going to give you an overflow. And so the first thing with dealing with even people who are single is don't be afraid. I don't know who I'm telling this to. I feel like prophetically I just feel like I'm just prophesying to at least three women – actually three women and two men right now, but that is – that you've got to be able to understand you've been a fearful for so long, trying to live in a world of God's going to bring them to me and my, in my church, because I don't want to do anything. But what God is saying is he wants you to explore this amazing creation is given you to go into the science of deliberate creation and start creating an environment to say, today, I'm going to get on online dating today. I'm going to step out by faith, get some of my girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever to, you know, to, to, to come out here my best friends to maybe, um, you know, Go to a restaurant or go to a movie, and then when you do it, you can align yourself to, for, the, for God then to attract the very spouse you're looking for or the best friend you're looking for because that's how God works. God doesn't want to spoil us rotten. He wants us to work with him, and that's how we work with him is he finds a wife. So you got to learn – got to be able to ask, you know, seek, and find, and knock, and when you knock, that door's going to be open. But you've got to make yourself at a place to say as a son or daughter of God, I'm going to shift my atmosphere, recreate it the way God wants it to be in my life, and I'm going to get out there, walk on the water of the Spirit, and then watch God do it.
0: Wow. You know, and I so love that, Matthew seven 7. You just said that knock – no, uh, ask seek, and Doc. I've been looking all over the Bible, though Google it and everything, looking for uh, just to sit on the couch and wait for God to open the door.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Let me be a couch potato. God, you just bring it to me, you know. But you know, Doug, that's the whole. That's where a cr- attraction versus creation comes into play for us. Because that's where people get confused on. Because attracting means you've got to get in the whole, you know. People say, you know, the whole vibe, you know, which is nothing more than getting in the will of God, getting in that place where you're aligned, where the where the water flow falls. You know, if we think that's New Age, then we would have to say that what happens when we see a waterfall, let's say out in nature, and we want to, you know, uh, get underneath it and you know to get the waterfall on us. What's well, the same principle? You're aligning yourself. To the vibration of where the flow is you're aligning yourself to where the outpouring is and we do it with the other day when you were in Phoenix you know I think with um, David Herzog people who came there were, were were creating an environment to watch God move but they had to be able to align under the waterfall in order to receive from God and that was their that was their initiative of that verse we talked about is drawing near to God and then all of a sudden God bam just draws near to us. And so that's why creating versus attracting is different because attracting is aligning and getting in the flow, getting where you're supposed to be in order for you to birth forth the baby just like birds do and so many other creatures in the earth. And I'll give you another great idea that you guys would love. I hope I'm not giving too much, but I was watching a show the other day on the the magnetism, the magnetic field uh, over the earth. Did you know – very interesting enough – did you know that dogs – the reason why dogs – and it was a proven fact that dogs  – will we'll circle around and around and around before they use the bathroom is because literally what they do is they have to face the north – they really do. It's, it's built in certain animals, and cows are the same way, that there's certain animals that actually have to face because they're so extremely sensitive to, have to be able to have to face the north of the magnetic field. And that's where they use a the bathroom. And, and, you, and they have videotaped thousands of animals that do that because they're that keen and sensitive, and I thought if, that, if an animal is that sensitive. Imagine the power of, of of what it means in us to have a renewed mind of Christ, to be sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit, to align ourselves of, Father God, what is it? where is it you want me to be? What is it you want me to be doing? And then basically that attracting and aligning and then creating. And so that's why I'm saying if we see the, the flow of birds in the air flying at a... Amazing rate that I know all of us have wondered but scared to question, how on earth can they shift within a millisecond? I mean hundreds of birds in a millisecond because there's something that they know that us as human beings who are entitled to tapping into the spirit realm of God, they know something that obviously we haven't caught on to yet, and yet we should know it greater and knowing how to tap into the supernatural of the presence of Almighty God. And and that's where we have to learn to understand, Father, I've got to align myself. Show me how. And he will. Yeah, Father, show me how to create. He will.
0: This is so good. I didn't know that about dogs. Wow.
1: Isn't that amazing? Uh, well, yeah. I've
0: seen some dogs that don't know where to go to bathroom, but uh... – <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, there's a lot of things, and, and that's where – when I look at dogs, and I look at cows, and I look at different animals, that's where the Bible makes it plain. And if you notice, I'll sort of throw a lot of Scripture out there on these different points and principles to where people understand it's biblical. But that's where we understand where the Scripture says creation is moaning, it's groaning, it's crying out. And the greatest thing that I know you know as well, Doug, is it's not it's not crying out for Jesus to return. He's returning in us right now. He's in fact he's already returned in those who are born again Christians. And what I mean by that is we're awakened to do the greater works. And so creation is waiting on us to arise, awaken to the reality of our destiny, awaken to the anointing, awaken to alignment, and awaken to creating co creating in Christ. And that's what creation's waiting for. It's crying out. So creation literally has an emotion. There's an emotion to creation. If creation has an emotion, that shows us that the earth is crying. Literally, it's crying through an emotional response waiting on us to arise as sons and daughters of the Almighty God and manifest that kingdom on earth. So it's, it's great when you see these things of science, and they talk about the universe and the cosmos and the animals and the, the mountains and the valleys, and they're talking about all this stuff. All they're doing is showing us prophetically that the earth is begging us, please, children of God, arise in the sonship.
0: Wow, that's why I'm so, so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that you you. Every time I get around you, I'm taking notes. Of, <laughs> I'm growing all the time. I'm, that's what that is. You know, I see things in the spiritual realm, and and I have yes, to look them did. up or you know look on TV to understand what was going on. And and so what you're talking about is so necessary. I love the sonship part. I love this thing about creating and attracting the prophetic word and 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 renewing our mind the minds. It is so powerful, Jeremy. Well, you know, I just want to give you a chance to, uh, if you have a prophetic word or anything for our listeners—
1: Absolutely, absolutely, because I actually was praying earlier, and God was sort of already uh, just shaking it in me. Um, I do want to contact, I don't know when I contact, I mean as far as speaking to this uh, lady, I don't know her, but I kept on getting um, Bethany, and you're called Beth, and I don't know who you are, but God just really spoke to me a second ago and said to Beth that he's beginning to actually reshape a situation going on with a boss of yours, and I felt in my spirit very strong that there is some disagreements, and it's almost the place where you're unhappy on your job, you're, and, and in fact, you're, being sort of – I don't want to use the word tarnished, but you're sort of being um – Harassed, for lack of better words, of some people from coworkers, and Lord showed me that He's about to literally shift your atmosphere at work, and literally taking some people out, and even putting them in other departments. And in fact, the Lord even says it'll be a sign to you when you see another lady near you beginning to leave because she's going to get fired because God's going to start cleaning house for you. Uh, another thing I kept on saying was uh, I kept on getting Tom or Thomas in my spirit, and what God was showing me through that for Tom or Thomas was there's a level of depression that He's been moving under. And I'm not going to target medication or anything, because if you're a medication, then you know what? Praise God. Use wisdom. Stay on it. unless God, you know, uh, or doctors tell you otherwise. But what I felt in my spirit is there's a, a depressive um, spirit that's been harassing you for a couple of years. And the Lord showed me that this season he is literally eradicating the enemy. And I also felt in my spirit he's been speaking a lot of things to you negatively about how you'll never make it. You'll never survive. That's why your family left you. And the Lord showed me that he's actually going to bring reconciliation back to your family. And, and I feel like you and your wife are separated, and the Lord showed me very plain that God's about to put you both back together because God said you knew in your heart God put you both together. She knew it, but there's some disagreements. There's some things going on, but God says he's about to restore back your joy and give back your family to you. Um, Actually, I had one more. Is that okay, Doug? Go for it awesome uh, another thing i also felt in my spirit was um i kept on seeing two sisters and i don't know who you are but and i kept on getting like a carly or a carla but there's two sisters who actually follow your ministry dog and um and i felt almost like a Mary and martha you know type of thing but the lord showed me that these two sisters um and one of them your name is Carly or carla but god said it's time to arise because god said he's been he's been uh um, talking to both of you about starting a ministry as sisters and i felt like god was saying even that's why you sin. Carla, but you sort of felt as if that it wasn't that good, you know, nobody paid attention, but the Lord says it's time for you to begin to release your vocal cords, and and, and fi- in fact, your sister has been encouraging you for so long to start a ministry and for you to sing, but you're just like, nah, I don't, I don't do that, I don't sing like so-and-so, but the Lord says you're going to set people free with your voice, and that God says it's time for the you as sisters to arise and start the ministry God called you to, um, and I just want to really quick, over, even just say, because I wanted to bring forth a word for you, dog, uh, for your ministry, because I felt like God God wanted to do that, to do that for the listeners to hear, to where you guys can all be in agreement with me. But I felt in my spirit very strong that God even said. That it's a new season for you where not only will there be an open door of revival coming with inside of you before it comes outwardly, but the Lord also showed me that he's also – and I don't know – and you know I don't know this, Doug, at all. But I feel like there was like um, – I don't know if it's in-laws, out-laws, you know but there's just, just, just different distant people of cousins, and just, I got aunts and uncles in my spirit. But I felt in my spirit God says he's beginning to awaken um, a lot of family members, and the Lord says you're going to find more of a team. I kept on getting the word team, ministry. God said it's going to be a team ministry where you're going to get um, more family support you're going to get people awakening to what you are and who you are and I also felt very interesting enough to me that there is a um, an inheritance of an anointing upon you that comes from your dad's side that and I kept on getting the lord says I kept on hearing you think people snoring and god says you're you're in your on your father's side people were snoring for a long time in the sense of spiritually but god's awakening them like crazy mean like like crazy awakening a lot of them in the sense of uh, awakening the anointing to be passed down and so you're going to start getting more of a an inheritance of an anointing that came from your father's side. And the Lord told me to say this in front of people because the Lord says that in your ministry this year, there's going to be also uh, a new open door of, I kept on hearing like a name change. I don't know if it's for your main ministry, but I kept on seeing the Lord says, there's other things coming under the umbrella. I just kept on seeing the umbrella expanding like crazy. And God said, entities, new, new open doors of entities, new, new, new substances, new things coming um, under your ministry that will begin to house other people, even overseas, and God said you've been strong here in the nation of America and you're you're strong in the in the western hemisphere but God says he's going to open up some doors for you in in Asia on um and in Europe more, and for some reason I feel like God says there's there's been a dry spell to some degree within uh, the 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 other side of the world with your ministry. But God seems about to open up those doors. And and as interesting as enough, we've never talked about this, but I feel like God has been saying um, uh, train up on your on your Spanish because the Lord says that He's going to use you in some areas of of literally beginning to just go out there, and then people are going to begin to come into your ministry and support you financially. But there's going to be a huge influx, a really huge influx of. money coming to you because I felt like God says it was – it's long overdue for what you've done for so many years to the least of these. And the Lord showed me real quick. He says what you've done the least of these, he's going to give it back to you of what you've done and what has been in, in secret is about to be revealed in the light. And the Lord says even other prophetic ministers – and I got the vision of Joseph where God said even other other prophetic ministers will come to you and say – almost like you know the, the dream he had. They'll come to you and say, well, I didn't ever really realize that we're here to be taught by you. It's not the fact that you are going you know, to be taught by us. You're, you're, we're here to be taught by you. God's going to give you such a supernatural presence to be able to even just teach even the teachers because God said that's your spiritual promotion is getting that place where teachers and leaders will come to you and say, I'm dry. I, I, need, I need a thirsting. I, I'm, I need some water, and you're going to feed them in, in, uh, in the season, what the Lord showed me.
0: Wow. So, you know what? I, you have no idea. This speaks so much to me. And, you know, I'll be unpacking more of that later on. But even behind the scenes, we're doing some things that he's talking about here. Of course, I always say you never have any secrets, you know, when you're around the, around the prophets, right? That is so powerful. And, you know, we were talking ahead of time, and I'm, I just released a prophetic word about the winds of change coming. Mm-hmm. And I felt that for Jeremy and his ministry, that the yeah. winds of change are coming and hitting your ministry. You're going to see uh, change. You know, I, I felt a geographic change, but I wasn't sure if it's limited to that, you know, because we don't even know mm-hmm. what that means. It doesn't mean you have to <laughs> up and move, but there is definitely some realignment coming. Uh, I saw you aligning with a whole new group of people that's going to open up people like minded birds of a feather flock Mm -hmm. together. You've been in there, right? uh, Just doing the stuff. You have not backed down. You've stayed with it. And now the Lord has promoted you. And I saw this on your last birthday. Uh, I I gave you a word about this intimacy coming to you about about Solomon's garden and about Mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, just the intimate things of the Lord opening up to you. And that's what's about—that's taking place Mm -hmm. right now. And I can even feel it in your spirit, man. I can just feel that the Lord has been talking to you personally. And this Mm -hmm. is so, so (laughs) deep. Well, we've been talking to Jeremy Lopez— of Identity Network, IdentityNetwork.com, and you can go to his (laughs) website. I want to encourage you to support his ministry. Check out his books, his courses. He's got online schools. He's got the prophetic schools. He's got all kinds of stuff. And I mean, how many books? 26 books? 27 at the moment. 27. Wow, that's amazing. Man, I, I don't even know how you do it. But um, every time I, I got around you, and I picked up on that. And, you know, I was—really, mm-hmm. the Lord uh, it started speaking to me about it. You know, I'm a writer. I write every day, and, you know, and I, I'm not releasing anything. And then I got an anointing, and now I'm doing four books a year since you prayed mm, for me wow. and prophesied over me. And, love it. I love it. Yeah, so there's a special anointing. Anything else you want to release about your ministry?
1: Well, if you don't mind, I really just I, – I was uh, actually asking the Lord actually if I should say this until you open the door. My left arm has just – when we, when you just said a second ago, my left arm just went numb, and I had severe pain in it. And the moment that God told me to recognize it, I felt like God showed me just really quick that there's someone who goes numb in their arm, their left arm especially, a lot, and, and their arm is very weak. And I wanted to talk about the ministry, but God says, no, do this. And the moment I acknowledged it, it completely went away. But for some reason, there's somebody's arm that is just very numb, and, and it's just very weak. Them and so God just said He's healing it today. In fact, right now I just feel like God God is releasing, honestly, an anointing upon your arm to strengthen it. So I wanted to share that as opposed to to the ministry part. But I encourage everyone if they can, I would love to prophesy to all them. And Doug, if you don't mind, just let me just tell this this to the people. Um, We do ask for donations, and let me also tell you why we don't sell prophetic words. We're totally against that, but we love people that love to give to our ministry to help me out because we love more than anything to support people who have nothing and we 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 have missions work and so we just ask if you can help us give a donation we're going to believe God that you will get the best word ever in jesus name
0: that's right and i agree with that and you know it goes against some of the the uh the bs or the belief systems of the church and they, you know i just believe that it's a prophet's worth you know it's due is worth it is work and everything and I, jeremy's heart i mean i just love it i love i want to encourage you to reach out and get a prophetic word i tell you everybody i i mean it's not it's a hundred percent are blown away And you're prophesying, even some of my friends here in Hollywood, a producer, even told me, oh, my goodness, he's blowing me away. I can't believe this. I just want to (laughs) encourage you. Go to IdentityNetwork.net. Our time's up, but I'm so, so excited for you. Thank you so much, Jeremy.
1: Oh, it was a blessing to be with you guys. It really was.
0: All right. You'll catch us next week. DougAddison.com.